You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. I think it is God's providence that we have this story of the man born blind on the same day that we switch to daylight saving time and get more light in our own day. One of the Franciscan priests who lives with me just hates this switch to daylight saving time every year in the spring. He says it throws his biological clock off, whatever that is. And uh, he just goes into an absolute tizzy. Sometimes it lasts a couple weeks. And of course, I have great fun with this phenomenon. I tell him I don't have a biological clock myself. And if you had a dissolute lifestyle like me, you wouldn't even notice it. (laughs) In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Every time there is a major disaster anywhere in the world, uh, and especially in our own country, whether it's a disaster caused by nature like a tsunami or a flood or an earthquake or something, or whether it's something like an oil spill that is caused by human beings, every time something big goes wrong, you can always count on a certain pattern of events that always happens. After the initial news reports and the shock uh, settled down after the first day or two, Invariably, somebody calls for an investigation because we have this deep-seated need to find out why something went wrong, hopefully to pin the blame on somebody, and then to make uh, provisions so it doesn't happen again. Uh, We have committees and commissions Witnesses sworn to testify, reports written that go on for volumes, and you all are so familiar with this, it happens over and over again. The one going on right now is the one about school violence. And I'm sure you've noticed the same pattern of behavior took place uh, in Florida, down in Washington. All the lawmakers and those who are supposed to react to these things are conducting investigations. Uh, The problem is we seldom ever get to the right conclusions because as soon as the news is uh, taken over by some other event, we forget what we were about and these things never get quite resolved. It should be some consolation, I want to suggest today, that this behavior of investigating is as old as human nature itself. Certainly goes back to the time of Jesus, because this gospel reading that we just did in dramatic uh, rendition 
basically it was an investigation. Now you might say, why did they have to investigate a miracle? Uh, isn't that uh, something good, not a tragedy? Well, it was a tragedy to the eyes of the Jewish rulers at the time of Jesus because Jesus uh, didn't have their approval to do his ministry. And so every time he cured somebody and did something uh, wonderful, uh, it was a threat to the people in authority to eventually turned him over, as we're going to find out in another couple of weeks, for crucifixion by the Romans. So after this man who was born blind was miraculously healed by Jesus, uh, human behavior took over, and they said, we're going to have a hearing about this. And that was the whole dialogue that you participated in, uh, one witness after another, uh, and everybody uh, trying to pass the buck onto somebody else, and uh, no conclusion was reached because they were blind and they did not want to see the truth. And I think it is just so uh, ironic that the man who was cured at the end of the story ends up lecturing the teachers about what they should have been able to see but could not see. Our other scriptures, of course, uh, complement this one, uh, talking about light and darkness and how God sees in a way that we do not see. So briefly, I think it's important for us to recall on this fourth Sunday of Lent, just three weeks before Easter, when even the change of color tells us to start rejoicing a little bit, it's important for us to make sure that these biblical images have some relevance to our own lives. Last week we had the story of the woman at the well and the image was water. Obviously something to do with baptism. Today's image is light and we all know from the liturgy of the Easter Vigil on Holy Saturday evening it begins the celebration of Easter with proclaiming Jesus as the light of the world in his resurrection. So I think it's important for us to just pause briefly this morning as we are now more than halfway through our Lenten journey to make sure that we are walking in the way of light instead of the way of darkness. This um, Sunday, as they witnessed at the nine o'clock mass, uh, we have the second of the three scrutinies of those who are candidates for baptism or profession of faith on Holy Saturday, making this faith journey in our church for the very first time. And I think it's good that they call it a scrutiny because they have to investigate themselves and the church also investigates them to make sure that they are indeed on the right track. And so they have got to ask themselves, do, have they studied carefully and do they indeed see Jesus as their light and the light of the whole world? It applies also to us who were baptized, most of us, years and years ago to 
recall our faith journey as a journey from darkness to light. We say that the church in its evangelizing is the light of the world. And indeed, that is what we are called to do even when everybody else is wallowing in darkness and in ignorance and error. We have the truth of the gospel and it is our task, whether it's convenient or inconvenient, as St. Paul says, to proclaim it day in and day out. Sometimes being a light in the world is a very lonesome place to be. Sometimes when all of our friends and neighbors are bewailing and uh, grieving about everything that's wrong in the world, about the darkness that uh, seems so impossible to dispel, it is our job by our words and by the manner of our lives to proclaim Jesus as the light of the world. Next week, we have the third and final scrutiny in the gospel story is the raising of Jesus' friend Lazarus from the dead. Again, a symbol of the resurrection of Jesus. So we're in the home stretch of Lent right now. Um, you got to get on board now or it's going to pass you by. Pay attention to the journey of Jesus, who, because he was courageous and doing what his father had sent him to do, uh, went to his death on the cross. Certainly the darkest day in the history of the human race. But God was not to be outdone. Three days later, he raised him up and he is the light of the world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.